0: Welcome to the Worship Point Podcast. We're recording fairly early in the morning today, so yep. Carson's voice may stay in that really bassy, low range. Might just be a little, a little down here today. <laughs> it reminds, We were talking about it. It reminds us of our buddy from California we met last year. His name's Elijah. Yes. So I don't know if Elijah will listen to this podcast, but give, give a little description or give a little example of what Elijah would say.
1: I, I just I just love you guys. I'm so I'm so stoked to be here
0: and I just wanna hug all of you. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah. That's spot on. So we miss you, Elijah. Hopefully you'll listen to this this episode and uh, it's we'll do it in tribute to you for Carson's morning voice. This is for you, man. <laughs> hey, we have a special guest on the show today. This is uh you can't see him but I'm, I'm pointing to him. Pointing. This is Dalton Schaefer. What's up, Dalton? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So Dalton is on staff at Second Baptist mm-hmm. here in our hometown of Conway, and uh, him and his staff are headed out to a conference this morning, and so we, that's why we had to mm. we had to record early. But happy to have you on. Yeah, I'm and, excited. Uh, we're gonna get into some topics that I think uh, Dalton can help help walk us through, and we've talked about kind of off the uh, the podcast before, and so we'll get into that in a little bit. But first off, Dalton, congratulations, man, on what, a new what? engagement. Yeah, thank you so much. You yeah. and uh, your now fiance mm. Whitley. So talk about that, man. Like, how how did that? Uh, what was the scene like whenever? Because you guys have been dating for for a little while, a couple of years, yeah, yeah, and then uh, it, like finally you're like, it's time, man, it's time yeah. to pop the question. Yeah. so walk us through that, man. How did that
2: all play out? Well, I've known for a long time that I wanted to ask her, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I, I joke. I, I think it was like before our first date. It's like the first time I ever heard her talk. I was like, all right, that's that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. And I just did the slow play for the last. Love his first hear of yeah. her voice. Yeah. So. Uh, I like it. Well, she started talking about the Bible and that did it for me. I was Ooh. like, okay, oh, I like the way she talks when she talks <laughs> about Jesus. So um but yeah. <laughs> when I proposed, so we're she's uh sings in our band Pursuit of Light. Yep. So um we both lead that together. Um we've been planning like an acoustic uh music video shoot for a while. We've done stuff like that before. We've yeah. written some songs and um shot some videos. So we um a while back I went to William, our bass player, who also does video and Photo stuff, um, and I said, "Hey, man, what if we shot another Pursuit of Light music video?" Yeah. Um, except, what if it wasn't a video? What if it was actually a cover up for a proposal? Boom! What? And he uh, he looked at me. He said, "Let's do it. Nice. Like, we got to do this." Go. So we started planning that a couple months ago, and then it was finally time. We went out to Cadron uh, Settlement Park. And it was, like, right at sunset. So we shot this video at sunset. um, And when the lighting got... we all
1: up at the the top or down by the... We were by the river.
2: By the river. yeah sweet. So, and then right at sunset, um, William kind of gives me... He's, like, a little bit cooler than this, but he's, like... Oh look, the lighting is just right right now. <laughs> Wink, not really that yeah. obvious, but um, so uh, him and him and Edward, our guitar player yeah. from the band, um, who also is really gifted with uh, shooting videos and editing stuff. Yeah. So I start, you know, we, we finish up the the shoot right around that perfect, uh, you know, right where the the lighting's just right. Yeah. And uh, I start talking to Whitley, and and I lead into the proposal, and you know, Edward kind of walks the ring up to me. So now I'm holding the ring, and I'm talking to her and yeah. she just kind of looks like she's in shock. And it was really funny because I, I get down one knee after you know what I think is just this elegant uh, lead up and I ask her and she just is like yes <laughs> yeah. just with this like kind of like blank smile like yes. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, okay. Like she doesn't do she doesn't move her hands or anything. I'm like, okay, I guess she's I'll put the total put, shock, yeah, I'll man. put the ring on your finger now, I guess. And so I did that and then I like she's still got the same stare. And I'm like <laughs> i'm gonna hug you now because i'm gonna, and she's just kind of like the same just <laughs> <laughs> same stare awesome. and then we walked down to take just a few more pictures yeah. after and she goes what did you even say to me what did you <laughs> what did you even say to me <laughs> i said i have no idea but you said yes Is and i it? have it on camera yes
0: <laughs> so you're we are, we
2: are in now so oh um, man that's and so then, cool and then we had a little engagement party after with uh some friends and family from, yeah. from church and stuff so
0: very nice so she had no clue
2: like coming. yeah yeah this is I I tried to do something where she'd have to look nice do her nails dress up do her hair um but in a way that isn't too unnatural because we've we've done stuff like this before so uh, I think I think she may had uh I I asked her I was like did you did you know I was gonna ask and she said I hoped I think uh, she's been hoping I think she's been hoping for a while so That's yeah, true. so, but uh, yeah, it was just, it was a super exciting time. We got some incredible pictures out yeah. of it, um, but really just made a really amazing memory together. So. Very
0: cool, man. I was thinking about that for my wife and I, we've, we've been married. So this, this year will be 15 years. So in August. So looking back on that, I pr- proposed probably 16 or 17, 17, years ago. I'm trying, I don't, really, I don't have the anniversary date of my proposal, but we've had a ton of people at city church where we're part of, or have been doing engagements over the last year, yeah, yeah. and we, all these weddings are popping up, and so it kind of gets your mind, like gets my mind, going back to like the time it all kind of went down for for me. We did it kind of like, my wife had no idea that I was going to propose to her that night, and in fact, like you, you were really smart because you you set her up to be in like a nice like a nice clothing yeah. and like I didn't like we we were going to go out and do something, but. Um, I had kind of set this thing up by the time we got to it at that night, like my wife went and like changed and put on like a sweatshirt and like, <laughs> so and I, I should have been like, no, 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 you going to stay. Cause like earlier in the night she was kind of dressed up. So you were smart and, and, and how you did that. <laughs> Cause that's the one thing she's, she, she's like, I just didn't look very good for our picture. Like, you know, and I was like, Oh, you you're, it's fine. So what, what I did was, uh, we had like a little lake around, uh, like where we're cl- kind of close to where we lived. And it was like it was set up in the middle of the city, like where we live. So it it was like really nice. It was like paved. It was it wasn't like going out to like you know to Cadron or something like that. So we that day or a couple days before, I had painted this huge canvas, and I just put uh, "Will you marry me?" or Mm. yeah, you know, pop the question on there. And what I did was I rolled like I rolled the canvas up and tied it off, and then I went to that lake and I hung it like on a set of bars. Did that like earlier that day and just prayed to God that nobody would walk by and like pull that, pull that thing like earlier in the day. And so we hung it up that night. I gave my, I gave the ring to my buddy who he knew we were going out there to the lake to walk around and just talk. And he put the ring like down at the bottom of the string. And so we're walking, like we had gone out to dinner, we're walking around the lake. Um, it was pretty, you know, it was a nice, beautiful night. And she has no clue like, at all. And I walk over to like this this area where I had hung the that banner. And again, I tied it off with a string, and at the bottom of the string, my buddy placed the, the ring. So I went. I was like, "What's this on the ground over here?" So I walked over and like did the I played like played it dumb. She's like, "I don't know. What's it, what is it?" You know. Um. So now I'm down on my knee, like to pick up oh, to pick good. up the ring. I'm like, "What is this?" And so when I do that, I pull I pull the cord that's attached to it the uh the banner like unfolds like and it just comes down and it, i thought it, it, everything played out perfectly but yeah. she was so scared that i had just done something wrong cause, <laughs> because she was like what what's happening like the banner's like yeah. dropping like coming down and so she was f- so freaked out and then she, so it was kind of same she had she had no idea and i'm like down on my knee with a ring and so she had to like read it and process everything and it like took definitely took like in my mind i thought it was just gonna be like a natural Oh, yeah, you know, and it, t- it definitely took, like, about 30 seconds for everything to, like, really register. <laughs> and then posed to her right there. She said yes. Uh, and then uh, I didn't actually have to ask her to hug. I think we actually h- just hugged. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, then my buddy came around the corner. He was, like, fil- like filming it the whole time. And um, it's, it was, ended up being a really, and then we went to dinner, like, with, with our family and, and stuff like that. But that's what she'll always say because we have a picture of us. And I'm like, I'm just I'm kind of dressed up, like a little bit nicer. But she has like this red hoodie sweatshirt on, and she just, she's like, I just, like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, Why? How could I tell you? Like, Hey, no, no, stay, stay in your your nice clothes, so we can, so I can propose to you. You know. So that's how I mean, it p- panned out for me. Anyway,
1: Tark, Tark might it, look like just the the burly lumberjack.
0: Yeah, I you know, didn't look like but, it probably back then. No, no,
1: you're you're the you're the romantic back then. I was. You probably still are.
0: I would. I need I to be more romantic. I don't romantic see that side of, of your time. life. So I know, Carson. What about you, man? I know you're not there yet at all. But yet. Do you have a plan? <laughs> at all? Thank you for <laughs> throwing that in there.
2: <laughs> at all?
0: I mean, maybe I you're, you're the
1: farthest thing from this.
0: But maybe, you're, maybe you're maybe you're closer than I realize. But it, it just like, if you had to just set a plan in motion today, what would what would the plan be?
1: The plan? Oh man. For me, I have to fight being way too mushy Oh, because okay. Nicholas Sparks just puts a good influence on life, right? <laughs> That's a good word. Just kidding. <laughs> he just sets – I had a conversation with him last night. He sets just unrealistic expectations on the men of this world.
0: Did you really have a conversation about Nicholas I, Sparks I last really, night? I really did. With who? Corey?
1: Maddie. <laughs>
0: okay. All right.
1: Um. But um if I had to propose right now, gosh dang it, I would I would start off on horses <laughs> and we would ride it'd be trail horses, not regular horses. And we we'd probably ride up a mountain. Okay. Um and on top of the mountain, uh, I think along the way I would I would leave her. Oh. Like just in the dust. You know.
0: You would just take off really fast. Yeah.
1: yeah to show off my equestrian skills in and also just to set up the proposal. Yeah. And so along the way on the trail, there would there would be little posts to tie up tie up the horse. And in each one she'd have to walk just a little ways off the trail and there would be key people in her life. Okay. Here you go. And so it's kinda of like a scavenger hunt of just of just special moments. Okay. All right. This is way too mushy. It's
0: fine. Oh it's good. It's finish good. it out.
1: Yeah, and so so each person she would go to, they'd have like a letter that they would hand her and then probably like, you know, pray over and then, and then go to the next person and the next person. Yeah. And then she'd make her way to the top of the mountain.
0: <laughs> and there
1: you are. And there I am. On your noble steed. On my noble steed right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll give her a donkey. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. And then. You'll propose just there on to- on top of a mountain.
1: I guess so, yeah. I'll probably like a choir up there.
0: <laughs> a choir too. Yeah. You can get a lot of people up there. So okay. Here's the problem though. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Okay. Anytime I feel like you have to depend on animals, I that that's that could potentially go bad. It could don't you bad. think so? Or You're no You're right.
1: Now, in the in the real world this has never been thought of before. <laughs>
0: this, is, this all just came to his mind, like literally to, right now, right here. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to get into um, something that I think Dalton can can really speak to, and and first I want uh, Dalton to kind of share a little bit more about himself. As you, uh, as I said earlier, he's he's on staff at Second Baptist here in Conway, but he also uh, plays for a band called Pursuit of Light, and uh, those guys are uh, got a busy summer uh, coming up here and. And uh, they're headed out to uh, Camp Siloam for mm. like 50 weeks or something like that. It's, it's a long yeah, time. Yeah, we will be there 10, 10 weeks. weeks. 10 weeks. Yeah, man. So all summer, Camp Siloam. I know they're super excited about that. And they've been uh, getting a lot of rehearsals in and, and all that good stuff. But really, I want Dalton to just kind of share his story about how he came to know Christ, but then also how that's kind of led him to to where he's at today and mm-hmm. uh, his involvement uh, within the music world or worship uh, at Second Baptist in Pursuit of Light. And so, Dalton, kind of share a little bit about about your story, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just real briefly, um, I grew up in a family that all, we all would have said we were Christians. I kind of grew up thinking, yeah, like I know what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. But without really like going to church, just kind of like that culture, like yep. everybody in the South is a Christian. It's just kind of what you are. Right. Um, because this is where we are. And so, I, I had heard about Jesus. Like I knew... Don't do bad stuff. Do do good things. And like, (laughs) so yeah, do do. (laughs) So, uh, so I kind of grew up through high school just trying to be good, um, but not really knowing what that meant. Um, And then like not even really trying to do good and um, just kind of living for myself. Quickly found myself in the midst of a lot of different uh, areas of sin in my life. Um, Looking back, you could just see every avenue in my life. I was like, why did I pursue those things? Um, but when I got to college, uh, I started going to church, mm-hmm. and I went to a, uh, not a real small church, but a little more traditional church um, for two years. I'm kind of blowing through this this period of my life. So yeah. that then I was like, okay, well, like so, I always knew like church is a good thing because yeah. you know this is the culture. So I thought I was good. I was like, I, I started going to church. So then, like before, I, I felt bad about doing bad things, but now I was going to church every week, and I mean, I went every single week for two years. I didn't miss a Sunday. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, man, I've got, I've got this, uh, this thing figured out now. Thought I had my life on track, and then one day, I had a guest preacher come to that church, and he just shared the gospel, mm-hmm. and it was like in a moment, God opened my eyes, uh, and like all of a sudden. I was overwhelmed with the reality of my own depravity before a holy God. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was, an un, it's, it's it's almost hard to explain, but it, I was, I didn't know what to do and I wasn't, they weren't like, now come to the front if you just <laughs> made, you know, that didn't happen. Yeah. I was just sitting in my seat and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like I don't deserve heaven. There's, there's no way I deserve to, to spend eternity in heaven. Mm-hmm. And the only thing my good works have ever earned me is an eternity separated from God. Yeah. And so in that moment, I cried out to God. And I said, God, I don't know what to do, but I need you. I, re- I remember, I think like everybody left the church and I was like the only one. They shut the lights out and yeah. I was still in the room crying. <laughs> um, but one guy walked up to me right before he left and just everybody called him Mr. Bo. So like that's like yeah. So I know like I don't really I don't know if Bo was his name I guess. Um, <laughs> Could have
0: been just a fake
2: totally yeah, yeah. name. But. but he sat in the pew behind me um, yeah. every single Sunday the whole time I went to that church and I talked to him occasionally super nice when they shook hands he was always the guy I shook hands with mm-hmm. um, even though I didn't know him that well and I remember he walked up to me and he kind of just whispered in my ear when I was uh, still crying and he, and he said don't leave here without doing what you need to do Hmm. he said don't leave here without doing what you need to do um and he always called everybody brother um so like that was i was like i was like what's up bro like that was always my thing (laughs) Uh, but he was always how are you doing brother and from that day on uh, i started calling everybody brother Uh, there was something that he really impacted me because he said don't leave until you do what you need to do uh, I didn't leave until I did what I need to do that day yeah. and it was crying out to God and just saying, I need you. Yeah. Um, so that was when I was 20 years old. Okay. Um, yeah. and so I'm 23 right now. So that was, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, that was back. just three years ago. Yeah. Um, almost like to the month that was like three years and one or two months ago. Yeah. So, um, that just kind of, uh, started a process for me that summer, um, me and the girl I was dating at that time broke up and she had been going to that church. So I, uh, I got to the point where I was like, okay, what do I do now? Like I'm, me and this girl broke up. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have that church to go to anymore. Um, so I kind of was trying to figure out, it was kind of a, a hard time, a dark yeah. time too. Cause, and it felt like it was like, in my head I was like, oh my gosh, I was out of church for like six months after that. I think it was really like a week and a half or two weeks. Like <laughs> right. I didn't, like. I, I think I missed like one Sunday right. where I didn't know where to go yeah. um, before I started Now were going. you in, were you in Conway at this time or? Yes, okay. I was in Conway. Okay. So I grew up in Conway and okay. then, and that, that church is in Bologna, but yeah. I mean, I was, I was still living here in Conway gotcha. going to school at UCA. So it got to that point where I was like, okay, like, d- was this all real? Like, did this really happen? Like, mm-hmm what do I do now? Do I stop going to church? Like, what, what do I do? And, uh, it was like, I was just asking these questions. It was like, all of a sudden I realized I was like, no, like that wasn't, I didn't do that for her. I didn't, I didn't do that for some fake reason. Like this is real. And I need, I need to find a church to go to. So I had a a good friend of mine from high school who started going to second Baptist uh, at some point. So I was like, I'll go check second Baptist. I got a friend who goes there. So my first Sunday I went, um, he was going on a, uh, a mission trip overseas to uh, East Asia. Yeah. So he was gone for two months. So my first Sunday was his last Sunday for two months. And then, <laughs> so I was just at this church by myself. Yeah. Um, and I sat by a guy who I also knew from high school, but I didn't know he went to church. And he was like, hey, man, like, come sit by me. I was like, all right, Parker, like, I'll come hang out with you. This is Parker West. He's okay. a, a good friend now. Yeah. He uh, invited me to sit with him. And then uh, he was like, hey, man, we got this, like, thing. It's called, like, small group if you want to come next week. I was like, yeah. hey, cool yeah. it's like it was like the Sunday school that they did so I was yeah. like yeah I'll come to that next week so that was my, my second week I attended small group for the first time and at small group they're like you know well on Monday nights we have this thing called home group so I was like I was like I'll go to that so I showed up at home group on you know the Monday after my second Sunday at yeah. that church uh, and man, I showed up like an hour earlier than any other person that showed up to that thing. So it was really awkward cause I was with a family I'd never met before. <laughs> uh, and I was a person that they had never met before, yeah. but it was like all of a sudden I was like plugged in and yeah. then I went to every home group and every yeah. small group since nice. as, as long as they did that, they, they stopped doing that. Yeah. So we don't have home groups anymore. But yeah, it was just like, I, I just got plugged in really fast. Right. Uh, so I was like a brand new believer, a 20 year old who it was like, I showed up one Sunday and the next week I was fully plugged in in every avenue I could be plugged in (laughs) in terms of receiving but not plugged in in any meaningful way of pouring back out and serving. Right. Um, Until one day our worship pastor got up Rich Nelson who's now uh, one of my greatest friends and mentors uh, even a wingman to help me uh, when I asked Whitley out he he gave me some some help in that. Nice. Um, he held choir rehearsal late so I could talk to her dad before I asked her out on our first date. So um, just always helping me out there, giving me advice the whole way through the last sure. couple of years. But one Sunday he got up and they needed some guitar players. And I have a background. I was in a rock band in high school. Yeah. I played lead guitar. Nice. So uh, he said, hey, if anybody here plays guitar, I'd love to talk to you. And that was like, I mean, that, this is like a month or two later. So like, I mean, it's still pretty early on right. to go. And, and I said, yeah, I want to do that. So I walked up, I talked to him and then, um, I've played guitar at church like every single Sunday since that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, I just plugged in and it was shortly after that, uh, like that next, um, December, January. Uh-huh. Um, well it was before I felt God was calling me to right. ministry and I didn't know what that looked like. So yeah. it's probably in October. I went to Rich and was like, you're yeah, rich. Like I feel called to ministry. What do I do? Yeah. And he said, anything but ministry <laughs> he said if you can do anything else do that instead yeah and I was like what? like what like yeah. what is that why would you tell me something like I that? was like I was like what does that mean like I don't even I don't even know what to do with that so I, I just went and he gave me tons of scripture to read so I started reading all these passages about being a teacher of the word and mm-hmm. um, what that looks like and uh, so I just began praying and from October through November through December into early January um, I was just wrestling with this idea of feeling called to ministry, but then like, okay, well, do I, do I do that? Like, I kind of still wanted to do. I had my own plans all all set out, sure. so I was kind of like, was like, okay, perfect, I can do what I want to do, and yeah. then I'll find a way to fit ministry in also. And it was it was in January. I was prayer walking by myself, and it was like a three mile walk, and I just prayed the whole time. Yeah, and I remember when I finished that walk, it was like I had this moment where I was like. God has confirmed in my heart. Like I know for a fact yeah. that I'm not supposed to pursue my own career path, my own dreams, but lay those things down and pursue ministry, whatever that looks like. And at that time I wasn't positive that that meant music ministry. I kind of thought, I was like, well, this is where I'm gifted. It yeah, probably yeah. means this, um, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure. So through that process, it was like, okay, I understand. It, it wasn't don't do ministry because ministry is not good to do. It was if you can do something else, then you're probably not called to ministry. Gotcha. If if you feel like God will let you do something else, then you're probably not called to Mm -hmm. ministry. I didn't feel that way. So I I felt like I just uncovered this amazing like (laughs) secret truth that, that he instilled in me. I went back to him. I was like, I finally get it. Like, this is what you meant by that. And he goes... Oh, did I not explain that at the beginning? I, I must have got distracted. I meant to tell you that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I spent the last several months, like, having no like idea.
0: A, I don't know, though. I feel like that was the mystery
2: of that, like,
0: kind of led you maybe to explore it more, more, more truthfully. I don't, yeah. I don't know. If he would have explained that to you, you may, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But yeah. like, No, I, I, think I think you're right. I think right. him, I think him right. leaving that open to you kind of, like, helped you explore it more Depend more on prayer and, like, oh, yeah, you know, so. absolutely,
2: yeah. So, it was just really formative time, uh, yeah. And then it was like, after that, I started leading worship for college service at church, mm-hmm. and I was horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I was like the worst worship leader you've ever heard. <laughs> uh, like, just picking the worst arrangements, like, yeah, like, I just had no clue. My only background leading, leading music was like, I was in a pop punk rock band right. so i was like okay i can do this guys yeah and simon my friend he was the drummer of my rock band in high school who was also the reason i went to that church so yeah. we were playing in a band together again yeah, yeah. so uh yeah it was kind of a it was a really weird kind of thing at first and 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 then just slowly over time i started yeah. figuring out okay what does this look like i started yeah. reaching out finding resources through like yeah. austin stone community church yeah um their their worship team has a lot of Resources online than it's available, so I took their online foundations awesome. uh, class, and uh, so I've just been learning and, yeah. and going to doxology and theology yeah. conferences past year, I'm just trying to figure out what it means to not just it's not just leading songs, it's right. okay. What does it mean to shepherd the souls of God's people yeah. towards the gospel? Because um, at the end of the day, the fact that Jesus came, hmm. you know, the the perfect God man, you know, mm-hmm. like fully God fully man yeah. and then laid his life down to ransom and redeem sinful people right like that's the truth we want to proclaim absolutely um and, and it's it's so crucial that we don't forget that in worship you yeah. know, I, Matt Papa said this that oftentimes worship leaders will use what should be the staff on which we hold Jesus up you know music being being an avenue to hold Christ up right often we'll use Christ as an avenue to hold our musical abilities. Mm, and, so, yeah. and, and I think finding time every week to say, okay, God, humble me, yeah, uh, prepare right. my heart, prepare my mind, let it not be me that I hold up. Right. Using Christ as an excuse for you know what yeah. I want, but rather, okay, I wanna use everything I have to lift Christ as high up as we can to point as many, like like John the Baptist said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins mm-hmm. of the world uh, and do that in such a way that, that people would come to give their lives right. to Christ.
0: Love it. Yeah, man. Love it. So come to know Christ completely fully at twenty, get plugged into a church. A couple months later, get plugged into ministry within that church. When did Pursuit of Light? So that's kind of a a, a, it's ministry, but it's it's apart from what you do at Second Baptist. Yeah. It's kinda it's kinda kinda come into play.
2: Yeah, so pursuit of light it's it is. It's a part. It's it's part of what we do, and yet right. it's separate from what we right. do. Um, so everybody who serves in pursuit of light is part of our ministry at Second Baptist. Yet we also ask people to come in who are not a part of that ministry and right. help us out sometimes. But it was definitely birthed out of our kind of our college worship yeah. team. Even though like we have a fifteen year old bass player <laughs> yeah. um, who was, I think he was. 14 or 13 when we started the band that's crazy so but yeah it started not as pursuit of light it just started as me getting a call to go play at a like a fall retreat yeah um i i went and led worship for a youth group um out of town who just needed someone they needed help and uh-huh. they got my name uh, so i just went and led acoustically um with simon um who's my best friend yeah so i'll talk about simon a lot he seems to come up often huh. more more than whitley sometimes oh uh, <laughs> That'll change. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but so we just went and led, uh, and then they asked me to come back and lead. And then the second time I went, he was like, man, I got this fall retreat coming up. Do you have a band? And I said, no. Mm-hmm. no. But I'll make one. There you go. Uh, so I asked <laughs> William, uh, Whitley, Simon, and Edward just for this one-time thing. Yeah. And it was with a guy named Warren Gasway. Yeah, was yeah, speaker. Warren. Uh, so uh, we met Warren, had a great time. And next thing I knew, it was like we were getting calls regularly nice. you know, like once a month or every two yeah. months to to start going out and doing stuff so we just kept doing it uh, and then we got asked to play a summer camp yeah <clears throat> that next summer so we were like okay we we need a name. Okay. So this is super funny and I hope the guys from camp Silom hear this. So this, okay. this, this yeah, is, yeah. this is a little messed up, I guess. Um, <laughs> a little messed. All right. So uh, for Robert and Jason, um, the only reason we came up with the name pursuit of light is we heard that camp Silom was going to open up possibly and needed band for the next summer. <laughs> That's the only reason. And, and we didn't think we could get it if we were just a ragtag crew. Yeah, yeah We only came thing. up with a name because we heard Silom might need a this. band. The, it worked. A following, the year later so That's awesome. um and then we kind of forgot about it so we came up with pursuit of light um that summer yeah and we were like okay we'll run with this and then we were like okay you know we're not we're not trying to get this silent thing there's, there's a long shot that that'll yeah, happen yeah. Um, and then we just met this guy that you know pursuit of light went out and did this event yeah. for the state convention and the guy who had just got hired at that church as their worship leader um, had been helping with worship stuff at Camp Sylon the last couple of years, and yeah. he was like, uh, "You guys need to be the Silo band." Nice, and, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And yeah, that's but, awesome. um, So that's just kind of a funny story. Um, I'll show this podcast to those guys. Yeah, um, I'll well, able <laughs> to tag. We need to
0: tag them. Tag in yeah. it, and, and uh, yeah. So pursuit of light. The name came basically because like we can't we just can't be called the worship team or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we needed we, a name. Named and, s- and sound we to been established.
2: We've been working on that name. That can't that name came up months and months before, and yeah. we were like Edward. No, this that's not a good name. Yeah, yeah. And we were just like that. We just threw it away instantly. I feel like that's we, how it
0: always works. Yeah. <laughs> and we
2: just, it just came back around, yeah. and we all loved it when it came back yep, around. Yep. but it's that idea of. Um, Jesus is the light. Right. He's the light of the world. Um, so, what are we pursuing? Yeah. Um, and we want to be pursuing Him. So, yeah. we wanted a name where we could talk to people. Uh, if they're like, "What's your name?" mean, Well, are it's like, well, we have a funny story about why we have it. But then at the same time, we want it, we want something where we can easily share the gospel yeah. with people. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we just we just took advantage of that. So whenever we get the chance to talk about it, we we talk about pursuing Christ is the light of the world. So yeah,
0: we uh, we uh, we're the opposite of that uh, with Summerhill. <laughs> We have a funny story, and there's just zero meaning at all. But, <laughs> so, but the name is but we so still, good. Man. But we still try to share the gospel. Yeah, oh, but absolutely. It just, we can't use our name. We probably <laughs> could. Carson could probably come up with some. He's pretty good at finding some type of uh, connection, connecting points to words. So. Just,
1: we which kind of bring it back to Psalm 23 and the, <laughs> the, the lays, lays down in the nice summer hill.
0: <laughs> in the summer hill. I don't know if it says that. I think you're making that up. Yeah. <laughs> So, awesome, man. I think you're making that up. (laughs) So, so the one thing I want to get into, uh, we kind of got to hear your story and all the things you've kind of been walking through and in. The conversations that I've had with you over the last few weeks, um, you you know, we've talked a lot about the amount of things that you're involved in. So, Second Baptist, you're involved in, obviously, the main worship ministry there. Mm -hmm. And then you also have been helping with, like, the college ministry still. Youth ministry at times, yeah. um, and I don't know if you're still doing the youth, youth stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, And then pursuit of light, and yeah, like so, you're involved in a lot. Like, talk about, just talk about, like all the things that you're involved in, like from on a week to week basis, really.
2: Okay, so during the school year, um, and especially this past semester, there was a point where every week I would help with two Sunday morning services. Yep. Uh, Sunday night service, which is the same message like we talked about, but mm-hmm. it's a completely different worship. So I would lead all that worship rehearsals leading up to that youth worship and i would be leading that uh, with a rehearsal and uh, service on wednesdays and then come back and do another service wednesday night for our college so on any given week i was doing five services right and so and then each of those four different kinds of music sets would have its own rehearsal so four rehearsals and <laughs> um, plus on sunday there's the extra two rehearsals so six rehearsals a week with five services a week and then if pursuit of light did anything right <clears throat> that was almost guaranteeing another three services on the weekend or something like right. that um so it was it's a lot I mean, it's, Absolutely. It, it's 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 sometimes it was too much it's right. like well how how can I because I'd have a rehearsal from uh choir at well, I have to backtrack even further so I'd have a D group that met at three those guys would help me set up for a rehearsal at four youth rehearsal would start at five service would start at six at the same time as choir rehearsal, which I was supposed to be at. So I'd finish up at six 30. I'd run over and mm-hmm. set up for our seven yes. o'clock Sunday night or Sunday morning rehearsal on Wednesday yeah. nights. And that rehearsal would run until seven 45. And at seven 45, I would go over and set up for the college yeah. service that started at eight. And then I would do that service from eight till nine 30. Um, yeah. So it was just like running a marathon Absolutely. every single week. Yeah. Um, so since then, I've I've been training up another worship leader to help with youth. Good. So now I, <laughs> I oversee. So I don't I don't. The only thing I don't do now is I don't stand on stage and sing right. the three youth service songs. Right. Um, so I help them run rehearsal. Um, and then I stand in the back and I give pointers and right. I, I, okay, I'll stop them and say, okay, we need to rework this section yeah. and we'll talk through what the songs mean. And, and so I help from that yeah. um, that perspective now, stand, stand back and kind of overseeing. right And then now it's summertime, so I don't have to uh, right. do the college service. So take that one thing, but then you add the, you know, however many services a week at Camp silent yeah. There's, there's yeah. some weeks we'll do four services a day.
0: Right, because um, you so, guys are doing, at silent you're doing, Students and also kids. Yeah, so it's children and
2: and youth. Um, and so there's weeks where they do them at the same time. Yeah. Um, but they have separate services, so we'll do two for children, two for the youth. So, but yeah, so it's just uh, it's a lot. Um, it's really exciting stuff. There, there's no no greater job, um, Mm -hmm. and calling and ministry that I'd want to be involved in. So,
0: well, the thing, so that you know, I think it's amazing. I, I I think like when you always talk about it with me, like you you obviously have to be very disciplined in your time to be like okay i gotta get i gotta jump here to here and here especially on like your wednesday like wednesday mm-hmm. it seems like but the the one question i always had i didn't even asked you a few weeks ago is like being involved in so much of that and and then playing and like playing at different places and you know maybe you're doing the same songs over and over again or maybe you're, you're keeping it fresh and adding new songs to the mix but how what how do you prevent just getting totally burnt out of like mm, yeah. like how what what is it that that keeps you from saying oh my gosh like look at my schedule this week i can't like i just did this last week like mm-hmm. how, how do like how can i go through this whole process again yeah. you know because like you know we're in a situation carson and i you know with where we're at you know we're not we're not on staff with city church or anything like that we're, we're just simply involved in the, the music aspect of that and carson probably Plays a little more often than I do since he sings and does keys, but like I'm I'm playing maybe once every five, six weeks mm-hmm. at my home church, but you know then we have Summerhill stuff from time to time, but even that doesn't get too overwhelming, you know like uh, with our schedules, but I would think if I was in a position like you're in, that man I would really have to guard my heart and mm, oh, and, yeah. and and guard my my motives all the time, and so if you don't mind like just trying to talk about that, like how do you prevent how do you prevent that burnout or that just feeling of like, and I, I guess at the end of the week, you're, you should be tired. I mean, there should be this oh, yeah. feeling of like, I've poured myself out and there's going to be, mm-hmm. but like,
2: and what's that look like to refresh and like go into a new week yeah. like with that same type of schedule? Yeah. So, um, I'll start when I first started, uh, especially we started the night service a little over a year ago. Um, so that's when I was really, I wasn't doing youth at that time. Right. So I was doing even less than I'm doing now. Um, and I suffered from burnout more. Um, and I'll kind of, I guess the easiest way is to say, okay, what did I do wrong back then? And right. there were there were some key things looking back that I think I was not doing in a healthy uh, manner. And one, uh, the biggest thing is I was prideful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of was like, okay, we have this service, this is my thing, like college, that's my thing. This service is my mm-hmm. thing. So it, it became, it was about me more than it was about Jesus sometimes. Yeah. And I think just any time that you're functioning out of that and functioning out of your own strength, you're going to, you're going to suffer from burnout. Um, so when I first started, I really, uh, struggled with work, overworking too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like not taking a Sabbath, um, and working on Friday and Saturday. Mm. Uh, so I'd work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then when Friday should have been like my kind of day off right. and Saturday was kind of a day off, I would go back in on Friday. Cause I was like, well, I got to rehearse more and I got to mm. practice more. And then I'd go back in on Saturday, make sure stuff's set up. And someone in my church really challenged me. Um, several months ago they said when do you sabbath and i said well i don't and they said well, you need to right why, why aren't you and i said well it's really hard for me to take the two days off like sunday is like the big day you know right. like that's we got to come we got to be prepared and right. um, so it's really hard for me to take the two days off before that but since then i've I've started finding ways to prepare more on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday so mm-hmm. I can take Friday and Saturday as kind of a rest time. Yeah, And that's been the biggest thing. Like I think God has really set aside a Sabbath day for rest to to strengthen us and rejuvenate us and prepare right. us to do the work he's called us to do. Yeah. So for a long time, not taking that, uh, it just wore on me. And now, so like on a week-to-week basis, I do a lot more now than I did then, but I do not, I don't feel that, every week feeling like, Oh, I've just, I've worked. So look how many hours I've worked and look at all I've done. And it's more like a humbling kind of like, look what I've gotten to do this week. What a joy. Um, And then I get to the weekend and I rest and I'm excited. You know, I took a vacation um, last summer and I was, I mean, I I took one Sunday off and by by about four days into the vacation, I was like planning worship stuff again. (laughs) I was like, Oh, I, I, man, that was too many days off for me. Like I was so excited to get back. Yeah. But yeah, I just I just found that Sabbath like it really is as simple as what God's laid out in His right. word. Take a Sabbath rest, like spend time where you don't. Um, just worry about planning worship sets mm-hmm. and aren't aren't trying to set up stages and aren't trying to schedule people right. and aren't trying to. I mean, sometimes it's good to just listen to new songs and maybe get inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to sit down and just listen to to different worship groups um, and different preachers and podcasts and right. and kind of get filled back up, but right. not not just spend that time planning and, and worrying about those kind of yeah. things. And then it's just it's spending time in the Word, yeah. um, remembering that what we get to do as worship leaders is truly to hold Jesus up in such a way um, that lost souls would find him and be given new life, Mm -hmm. Um, but then also that uh, our congregation and our churches would see him Uh, and have renewed hope for the week that comes that that they would then go out and be a sent people on mission to make, you know, the Habakkuk 2.14, Mm -hmm. that the the knowledge of the glory of God would fill the earth like the water covers the seas. And if that's gonna happen, then we've gotta hold Jesus up in a way that people would be sent out to spread the knowledge of his glory and his salvation, his gospel. So uh, I think just functioning out of his strength and not my own, just spending time in the word um, and in prayer, oh, the week's, I, there are weeks where I, I'm just a dedicated uh, laborer in prayer. Yeah. Uh, and then there's most, weeks where, there's I most find, weeks where I find that, man, I'm just, I'm not. And yeah. I want to be, but right. I can't honestly look back. And on Sundays, especially Sunday nights when I'm already tired, but I have to lead another rehearsal, another service, uh, those weeks that I spent that extra time in prayer just pleading with God, God, do something in our people's hearts. Mm-hmm. Prepare my heart to lead worship. Right. Man, God does incredible things. And I think he's, he set aside that. He's, he says, ask, pray to me. I'm gonna answer those prayers. Yeah. And then the weeks where I forget to do that, I, I get there and I'm like, man, what? the congregation's dead tonight. What's going on? It's like, well maybe, <laughs> well, maybe my heart's not where it needed to be. And maybe yeah. I'm not, I didn't plead for these people like right. I needed to, but- yeah, uh, which is always a very humbling experience. So. Yeah, man. So just just to kind of
0: recap, if you're if you're out there, if you're listening, and you're like you're involved in in ministry in this capacity uh, through music, and and maybe you're maybe you're at a church or a place where you're also doing multiple services, and you're just involved in so many, you're having rehearsals time and time again, and maybe you're feeling that place of like, man, like I'm just tired. I'm just kind of, kind of getting tired, and my passion for this is is kind of just. Is wavering because of my tiredness. So, so just just to offer up an encouragement, as Dalton said, maybe you need to evaluate kind of your your schedule and say, hey, am I am I am I ha- making time for rest to where um, where I can just I can rest my mind, my my heart um, in that specific area, but then pour it back into just resting in Jesus and and, and, and being renewed by Him. Mm. Um, are we are you spending time in His Word, being reminded of His goodness and being reminded of of the things that we're supposed to be proclaiming and mm-hmm. our our music, and then spending time in prayer. And I know those those are very very churchy, biblical <laughs> things. And yeah. that's the beauty of them. God gave yeah. them to us. Like th- those are those are those are what He wants us to do to rely on Him and to trust in Him. And uh, so so hopefully that that's an encouragement to you guys today. If you're walking through this, and and maybe you're not walking through it right now where you don't feel burnout. Maybe you're walking through a time of like. And you're just so and fired up to get to do this. And uh, you know at the end of the day, that's where we all want to be. Uh, but there are seasons and times of life that we're walking through various things that, that um, our, our circumstances can kind of change how we mm-hmm. approach life or how we walk into a rehearsal or how we walk on into our, our, uh, our morning worship service or whatever. And, and so getting back to what Dalton said there, the, the Sabbath, His Word, and prayer, it reshapes us, it, it uh, reframes our minds and our hearts and our focus. And so Dalton, man, we appreciate you so much for coming on. And yeah, uh, congratulations right, to you and Whitley.
2: And uh, you yeah, guys,
0: yeah. you got a kind of a date kind of in mind? You're-
2: December 15th of this year. It's Ooh. set. Oh, it is set. wow. Yeah. So yeah, just so under seven months. Like
0: so. Six months. or yep. Yeah. So awesome, man. Well, congratulations. And um, we love you guys. Um and the relationship we're, we we uh, we feel like we're we're really starting to build with, with uh, you guys, Pursuit of Light guys, and then even uh, what with Second Baptist, and mm, yeah, um, you guys you guys have just been so good to us, and so best of luck in uh, the summer, Siloam, yeah, and thanks, the man. opportunity you guys have there, and uh, everything you got going on, man. So you guys check out. Pursuit of Light on Instagram or uh, Facebook or what do you guys yeah. what all do you guys have?
2: Yeah, we have an Instagram and Facebooks where we're most active. We have a Twitter, but I think it's just linked oh, to yeah, our Facebook. I think, I think it's how, just whatever. I think that's post. how it works with yeah. us too. Uh, so check
0: out Pursuit of Light, those guys, and what they're doing. Be praying for them for uh, the opportunities they have this summer. Be praying for Dalton as he leads the Second Baptist and like we said, all the ways that he serves yeah. there. And again, Dalton, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So.
1: We want to thank you guys uh, for for listening in and, uh, and always always chiming in with us. And um, so we started the the Facebook page, and we really want to promote that because we have the uh, the email uh, worshippointpodcast at gmail um, But really, we, we've seen just a lot of interaction on the on the Facebook page, and um, Tark's been making these sweet promo videos.
0: Zach made one too. And Zach, I want to give Zach, Zach. The
1: credit. <clears throat> they're pretty sweet. And uh, and ultimately, all of this is is to it's a grow community worship leaders yeah. and just like what we did today, bringing Dalton in and uh, just to, and those, those promotions just to just to share some encouragement with um, with, with you guys. And so, so yeah, so go check out the Facebook page. Yep. Thanks for listening in. Anything else, Tark?
0: I'll just say, you know, on the Facebook page, we posted uh, pictures of Carson with the legendary deer, the deer <clears throat> from last, last episode. So if you want to see, uh, it, it was a really, according to to, uh, to Cody Bray, it was a very emotional photo shoot <laughs> with, uh, with Carson and the deer. And so uh, check out our Facebook page to see pictures of that. That's all I got, man. That's it.
1: That's so. it. All right. Well, see you guys.
0: Bye. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see ya.